it's become the new routine for many restaurants across Colorado. Go to the sidewalk, bring some tables and chairs along, and hope an expanded patio will help keep business alive. This pr pretty much brought us back up to the volume that we would have had previous had we had we had all our tables in there. It's worked for Jason Stubkowski. He's the director of wine operations at Carboy Winery. Their location in Denver opened about a year ago, with the pandemic cutting through half of it. Seating inside is now limited, and more challenges are on their way. Fortunately, I think we'll be okay. You know, we're just hoping to make it through and make it through winter. We're really concerned about what things are going to look like in six months. Sonia Riggs is the president and CEO of the Colorado Restaurant Association. She says spots like Carboy are lucky and have some extra room inside that they'll utilize for indoor dining during the winter. But many restaurants will have to continue to rely on their patios. So far, the state says they can keep seating people in these expanded areas through the end of October. But making the experience comfortable with things like heat lamps and tents will be key. The difficult part around that is that we've got this is an industry that is really struggling for cash. And so we're really hoping that local governments um, can start looking at spending some of their CARES Act dollars on helping restaurants with that, that additional cost to be able to keep those patios open. In the meantime, local businesses like Carboy keep chugging along, all the while keeping their fingers crossed in a year. Nobody knows what's coming now. Where Mother Nature is just another challenge. I'm hoping for a mild winter with, with a few patio days. I did reach out to the city of Denver about potentially giving some more assistant to, assistance to those restaurants out there. They did not get back to me. But the Restaurant Association also talked to me about possibly getting creative with the state about ways that restaurants can have more people inside of their buildings, like adding plexiglass barriers between tables so the tables can be closer together, updating HVAC systems, UV lights, things like that. The state told me on this topic they're going to continue to make data-driven decisions. Erica. Liz, thank you. All great solutions. And this morning, we're looking for more. We're asking you how we can help support restaurants this winter. We've gotten a lot of different ideas on how to possibly make that happen. One of our viewers, Mark, says the governor needs to look at the numbers and see that they indicate and increase capacity and extend hours. Another Twitter user saying she'll continue to order takeout. So keep sharing your thoughts with us and use the hashtag MileHighMornings. Okay, that's uh, a great news piece there from uh, Channel 9, and they featured Carboy Winery and uh, Snap. We know Snap. It is a Wednesday, and uh, the day after, it's um, the second day of September, and we thank you for joining us. Alongside Jay Parker and Brian Freeman, I'm Greg Hollenbach, hard at work at Studio Kitchen Colorado, kind of just uh, basking in it, guys. Yeah, what an awesome summer dinner series we just wrapped up. It was super fun, and... I, 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 and great food, good friends, just what a, what a support of the community. Met a lot of people, and, and the, the community continues to grow. The Modern Eater cont uh, community continues to grow. We have a lot of ground to cover today, and uh, we're going to check in with a couple of friends as well. But in the meantime, let's talk about that Channel 9 piece and um, basically talking about what, what's, what's around the corner, what's next for us here in the restaurant industry is everybody uh, really focused in on their patios and the variances that were allowed. In. And uh, you hear the state saying data-driven decisions. Was yeah, I get a kick out of that, Greg, is, is the last few decisions that they've made when we've asked for where the data came from. All they've done is stalled. Mm -hmm. They haven't given anybody real data, yet they keep pushing people back and saying, hey, we're going to make our decisions based off of this data. Yeah. 
So how do we support restaurants in going forward when it's very clear, and, and you can see it coming, Jay, all the time, um, throughout every decision that's been made, it just comes down. There's no notice. There's, there's no lead up. It just comes down and, and it catches people off guard on how to pivot their businesses or, or prepare or yeah. plan. And, and that's basically uh, the consensus is give us lead time to prepare for what's next, what's in the future. And uh, it's interesting as we're on the heels of a, um, of a freedom rally in Bandemir and, and just showing, throwing caution to the wind and, and, and really showing the local officials kind of flexing and saying, what are you going to do to us? Yeah. Um, that, that's the dichotomy that we're dealing with here. Well, and, and lawsuits, and it's, more lawsuits. <laughs> and, it, and it's ruthless what's happening to restaurants right now. And when you look at how long it took to build up our illustrious downtown, don't be surprised if you see many boarded windows, uh, a lot of attrition with small businesses, restaurants in particular. George Eater, who hosted us, at the Pizza Republica downtown uh, all summer long. Bittersweet night for him and his crew last night as they had to face the hard decision of closing their doors until there was uh, business business in sight. Yeah. Did you read that article from Mark Intonation? I did not. He talked about the, the latest restaurant openings and closings. I found it very interesting. Lots of openings. But what I also found interesting, when you read between the lines, when you looked at the closings, Greg, eight of the ten closings that he listed, guess where they were? Downtown. All downtown. Yeah. So yeah. that's what we're going to see. And, and as uh, others uh, jockey for position out of the high-rent districts, right? Yeah. Uh, and that's really what it is, is the high-rent districts. So around the corner, what you're going to be see is the evening. And, and, and what I mean by the evening is water needs to find its own level, and so do leases. And um, when the property tax is passed along to the, um, to the, to the leasee, you're paying inflated rent yeah. for value of property that it, it hasn't found its bottom yet. So there's going to be some interesting times as we focus on, okay, now here it is. Restaurants know, well, we want to keep our patios, but the variances are through October. Is that correct? Yeah. All the, no, actually, no. I'm sorry. Didn't they push it? I think that, Greg, they might have pushed it back. I'm not, I'm not exactly sure. Okay. Um, we'll, we'll research that. But I think it's through October, and they mentioned that in this news piece. And that uh, was a concern of Chef Troy Gard last night at the dinner when he talked to me. He was like, I don't, I don't know what's next. Yeah. Um, and, and we'd like to know. So who's going who's gonna to pick up the tab for um, upgrades? The eight, yeah. yeah. The, the air, right? Yeah. Need great flow of air. Uh, what else are you going to well, need? Well, they were You're talking about heaters. putting plexiglass. In bet- inside the restaurants yeah. now to try to get people back. There's just all I see is dollars, dollars, yeah. dollars. And then all of a sudden you spend those dollars and then you're going to go back. But one, you know, one of the things last night, Troy Gard was talking about his atmosphere. And, you know, and we've had a couple of chefs say that is, is, you know, I've got three things to offer people. Ingredients, atmosphere, and a story about, and how hard is it to tell a story when you're behind a face mask and behind plexiglass? The atmosphere isn't fun six feet away anymore. And, and a table of four to six. And then the ingredients, you can 
it's hard to find better ingredients right now because our food system is so jacked well, up by and, this thing. And, and you have a lot of people with the question marks up. As much as people want to do the right things and they're following, because it may really have to. If you're if you're an operator, and, and we talk in, biz, in, in restaurant terms because that's what we talk about here is food and beverage. Uh, but, but you look at the, the things that people are needing right now, and it's the, the heat lamps outside and the expenses. There's going to have to be another round of government money infusion and intervention. And what's really tough with the question marks that are in people's minds at looking at the, the rally in Sturges, looking at the protests, looking at Bandemir last night, is the bottom line is uh, there's not a lot of spread coming out of these, and it's really throwing uh, a lot of people off with their mindset right now. And every little restriction that's happening in restaurants are completely complied with, for the most part, for for what I know. But will that continue to happen? Um, Has the fear worn off? to where now more practicality of running the business and getting back to business. And more and more people are, are looking at that right now. So, Well, and I'd be interested, Greg, to talk to people like the, the Bandemir family because, you know, that's a – I've got, we, it. We've I, got, I've a got call, him in my cell phone. Yeah, we've got a call out to him. To, in an email, uh, and a to Facebook. Sporty. So we're going we're gonna to see if we can't get – that's John the third on the on – a Well, they all roll together. And, I, I mean, you, you know, that, that group – and I know a little bit about it, but like Michelle Malkin – she she showed up. She's a uh, a conservative blogger, very big following. Uh, who else was there in attendance? I think they had a representative, a Colorado representative, showed up. And so, you know, they're they're coming out guns blazing. But now, battle line, uh, this has turned into politics, and truly in a in an election year, and people are digging in on on COVID, and and now it's um, pro COVID or anti COVID. And it's a really interesting thing that we're seeing, but it's affecting a lot of businesses right now. So, you know, we live in a, um, in a blue state and Governor Polis is left. Well, we, we live in an awkward blue state, well, I would it, say. It, it's one of those things to where Polis is always going to err by the side of caution. Yeah. So you look at other states and it's really interesting on a red state or a blue state on what's open. And what's mm, not? Sure, but um, well, it, you know, and we're a little blue dot in a red. Let's state. get Zach. In, uh, Zach Johnson's here, standing by with us as well. And we want to uh, give him great accolades. What, what a pleasure to wake up and scroll through your timeline with such crappy news that's always on there and just fear driven and and you know during a, the zombie apocalypse, you know, a very difficult time right now to see some good news right now. We welcome him to the show and Zach Johnston, the spice guy. Hey Zach, it's good to see you man. You're looking sharp. Hey, thanks guys. How you all doing? Good. We're having a conversation. First of all, congratulations. Big would time. you yeah, would you mind telling our audience uh the la- the accolades that I was just talking about right there? Oh uh, yeah, so uh it, it's a selection. It's called the Titan 100. It's a selection of uh, the top 100 C-level uh, employees in Colorado. Um, and it spans every industry. It's not just food. Uh, honestly, it's, it's one that they, they put my name on, but it's a, a real testament to our team and how good of a job that they do and how innovative they are. Um, you know, it just happens to be under this umbrella of Zach. 
Ah, Zach, I don't think you're giving yourself enough credit there, man. You're the guy behind the scenes who has helped build this little uh, spice empire of yours starting out from, you know, Summit County. Um, and you've got a bunch of friends out there still. You've still got, like, nicknames and stuff. I've, I've been out there. I've been walking the alleys, and I've heard your nicknames. Oh, my uh, goodness. <laughs> I don't know this yet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I disagree, and I think that uh, Zach is completely right by giving credit to his team. Oh, oh, that's I, nice of you, Jay. Yeah, that's I don't think nice Zach did anything, and so I think for him to give his <laughs> <Right>. team credit, <laughs> knowledge really, really sums it up. That's right, man. Congratulations. That honestly would be the goal. That's the goal. Listen, I know how you operate, and you're a very smart businessman. Actually, stuff that I lack, and you're you are data driven. Now, you're a guy. That's a great segue. Actually, do you mind talking about this with us as we look to? to um, around the corner here into fall for restaurants and, and how we can support them. We played that nine news piece, and I thought it was pretty good. But when the state was asked about what their decisions are going to be moving forward, their response was, well, whatever they are, they'll be data-driven. Uh, do you believe that what we're seeing right now is data-driven with the, the, the response that restaurants have to live with right now? Well, I was listening uh, a few weeks ago when you were interviewing the Tavern League, specifically the the gentleman who owns all of the um, the Three Dogs Taverns and all. Of oh, the Mark Burson's from Little Pub Company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Jay's former handler. Um, <laughs> yeah. When I was when I was listening to him, uh, it seemed to be that none of this has been data driven from the beginning. Uh, right down to the reason why restaurants are being so inundated uh, with with regulation. Um, you know, they cited a single restaurant somewhere in the entire Chinese state of Wuhan had a breakout or an outbreak rather that was, you know, specifically specifically traced back to, you know, one guy's air conditioner blowing this virus across the restaurant. Um, and that was really the only data had that said restaurants are the most dangerous place to be. When we all know, and a lot of the listeners obviously know, restaurants are one of the most highly regulated buildings you will go into on a daily basis or a weekly basis. Um, there's multiple different um, people or regulatory agencies that ensure that that's clean and safe and operational. Um, so I think like for any government entity, especially Colorado right now, to say we're going to be a data-driven uh, shot caller is ridiculous. Jay, can I, Jay here, can I just jump in and say that that's my biggest frustration with a lot of, of this restaurants versus other businesses and who's allowed to be open and who's not allowed to be open. And, and that is, is, is that Zach is completely right in the sense of if you tell these restaurant folks, hey, listen, you can be open, but you have to sanitize everything. You have to be doing it like – it's like they – that's the business that is actually going to do those things. It's going to be cleaner in your local restaurant than it is going to King Supers and pulling a, back, uh, a box of uh, cereal off the shelf in, in a sense of what you're supposed to be doing sanitation-wise, right? I mean, there's nobody in Walmart and there's nobody in, in, in these big stores that are okay to have 100 – people in there some of them have masks some of them don't because nobody capped people don't care half of them do versus your your restaurant 
I, Jay, I, I believe that at some level, but I got to tell you, I traveled around the state, man, and you, it, it varies. It, you know, listen. Well, everything in the, varies, in the Denver, varies. In the Denver Boulder area, I think you go into a restaurant and it's clean and they're doing things right. But I have gone north of Denver and Boulder and I walked into a restaurant that they sat me at a dirty table, that they brought me a dirty menu. Um, well, and how the, I knew that is because there was food on it. Well, you know, so it's like I agree with well, you. Well, then here's um, the thing: then, it, then, then it doesn't matter because if they're already, if they're, you know, if they're already spreading it and everything else, then let them be open like like the restaurants in Denver. Only the restaurants in Denver are going to be a lot more clean and 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 accommodating to what the guidelines are. If in in said county or said town, they're not adhering to these uh, regulations as much as Denver, it's like. You know, okay, but they're doing it anyway. You, you know, like, so if they're not sanitizing, they're not sanitizing. So let the, I mean, I don't know. That's just. Fire one off to you, Brian. How many times have you gotten gas since March 13th or 16th? Yeah, oh, I totally agree with that. I pay attention to that and use what? gas at the gas pump. Oh, no okay. one's wiping the gas pump at all. Yeah. I, I mean. But it's the biggest industry in our country and maybe the world. So they're not going to put any regulation on oil ever. Right. So when you think about really where where all this money is, you know, you know, lobbying ultimately at the end of the day in America is the king. We were joking about it here last or just yesterday that maybe from now on lobbyists should have to wear clothes like NASCAR drivers, where when you take money, you get this big thing plastered on your suit jacket. And then let's <laughs> see how good they look all sponsored. I like that idea, Zach. I got to tell you, like, if, if you could really see the transparency behind a lobbyist and who they're got, who they've been getting money from, I I love that. Everything is still very on the back of your shirt. Very COVID driven. <laughs> the thought process for a lot of folks and businesses are being consumed by it, and and how to really navigate through this very strange time of an unseen. Un, you can't smell it. You can't see it. It's an eminence. It's it could be anywhere. Could not be anywhere. You don't know. You know nothing about it. And some folks are just like, hey, I just want to just go on and live my life, and whatever happens, happens. And you know, look at the body of work, and here's where the outbreak is at at this point in time. And you know what? I'm willing to take that risk. But we're not doing that with businesses. Uh, businesses have to be very cautious, and and we're seeing the cost and the wear. Uh, on businesses and the economy in general and job market as well. Well, and Greg, think about if you own a business that has uh, 25 to 50 people that come to an office, you're afraid to let people come back because well, if they – Look where can, we are. The office yeah. complex where that parking lot was packed right next it's door empty. to us. And, and, day, it, yeah. and it's empty. It's, it's one of those traditional – I think it's a marketing firm. Mm -hmm. And uh, those folks showed up every single day to work it in their cubicles, in their office. And, and those days may be long behind Well, us, if you're a I business think. owner, you're afraid for the liability, well, right? Because all the – you – have people come back into an office, well, every, you're responsible sure, if anyone every. gets, they could sue you, and that's other stuff. We don't even have protection yeah. for business owners Everybody's yet. afraid. Yeah. Uh, Zach, are people paying their bills right now? What's, what's the thing? I always ask Zach this question. Oh, I see that look in his eye. <laughs> are people paying their uh, bills? Um, for the most part, yes. For the most part, people are getting caught up. I think that a lot of people started to understand, and I think the government included, started to understand that with the PPP money, the restrictions were going to have to loosen up a little bit, and the regulation on how you could spend the money was going to have to be loosened. 
in that in that loosening, uh, a lot of it was that, hey, now only 60% needs to go towards payroll. Uh, there's a lot more forgiveness with all this. And, uh, you know, that, that I think opened up people's pocketbooks a little bit more. But no, I mean, it's no secret. Like, uh, you know, if you follow me on Facebook, I, I'm, we're close to outing one of our biggest former customers. Uh, you know, it's, we have some shady and did, dealings. Did we interview the, the, the founder of that business last week? Uh, I can't say. Okay. Um, but, Zach, one thing I will say, though, is interesting is is that, you know, from what we've been hearing on the show and what I know in the business community, the people who are going to get the biggest free pass are the big businesses because of the fact that no one like a small business – personally yeah. guarantees everything when you run a small business most of the time you have to personally guarantee yeah. stuff and so you're on the line even for an llc these big corporations they can file a chapter 11 totally faceless yeah. and then come right back in uh-huh. and screw all their vendors screw all their yeah. their Sound landlords familiar, zach is that is that the way you're seeing it's it? not our it's not our current situation but it I, I mean i've heard a lot about it i've been reaching out to quite a few people because at the end of the day, the amount of money that we're owed potentially for the year will be probably 50% of our profits. So if we have to write that off as bad debt, all of a sudden we went from being a business that does pretty well uh, percentage-wise based on an end-of-year profits after we've paid everything uh, to a one that, you know, chalk it up to why did we work that hard for that for that nut? And... Uh, you know, that's going to be extremely frustrating. I think as the attorneys get involved deeper and deeper and deeper, you know, you end up, you spend more money to try to get this money and it. It's a shady business dealing uh, for a company that, you know, I've gotten on a plane and flown spices to Atlanta for them, you know, in the same day to make it, make everything keep rolling for them. And, uh, you know, when you have that kind of loyalty for somebody, and then it's you know not shown in return on a company that publicly got between five and ten million in a Colorado headquarters PPP check can't dole out uh, you know a very small percentage of that is extremely frustrating. I'm, I'm sitting here multitasking as I'm reading this as well. It's a good thing. Let's put this link up to the um, Zach on the Titan 100. This is cool. Colorado's top 100 CEOs and and C level executives. Zach Johnson, CEO. Well, for the most part, Greg, these guys are. Their people are paying. Like, you know, the the small companies of the world, like Brian is saying, like, they're on it. A lot of people took this as an opportunity to switch out of having terms and go to COD so they could run their businesses better. Honestly, at the beginning of this, I thought terms were going to be a thing that went away forever from here, at least in the restaurant industry. Uh, and a lot of people have gone out of their way to take them away from themselves and switch it to a place where they don't have this huge looming debt that they don't know about that could, you know, potentially come back 30 days later to bite them. You know, it's an interesting tactic, Zach. I don't know if you've ever seen this, but uh, there are some companies out there really pushing hard to move all their customers to credit cards. Um, and it's in more in the B2B realm where in the day, you know, when I started a business a long time ago, 15 years ago you wrote checks but 
the landscape is changing. And, you know, over that time, I, I saw people doing more ACH and stuff like Everybody that. Everybody wants that EB. What, what is it? It's just a debit out of your account, like a cable bill exactly. or anything Well, it's like else. an ACH yeah. now. But I will tell you what's good, though, for small businesses. And this is something that we don't get this kind of coaching mm-hmm. when you're starting a business. But if, if you're a small business and you're running everything for, for a credit card, guess what? You're get You're going to pay your bills. But it's all consolidated, and you get points. I never let anybody so, do an automatic debit out of anything that I have. Uh, that's for sure. That's a that's a tough proposition. It comes down to relationship, though, right? If you were yeah. a restaurant that saw uh, Spice Guy sales guy or uh, Brian's invented produce sales guy every week, you might feel okay about it because you know if there's a mistake, you're going to get the credit back in less than five days, yeah. if not immediately. Uh, I, my preference, like, I mean, we eat it. We, we paid almost six figures of credit card transaction and processing fees last year to try to get as many people to switch to credit cards as they can. Oh my God. Because honestly, the amount of money that we spend every month and every year on having a full-time person be a money chaser is ridiculous. I would rather pay the six figures in credit cards and let that person do their actual job. Have you ever watched the TV show The Prophet with what what is his name Marcus uh, Lemonis or something yeah. like yeah, that? Yeah. You have watched that? Anyways, they're casting for that right now, looking for businesses. I thought it'd be interesting to get his eyes on the modern eater, right? Just a, a different set of eyeballs, especially with a process kind of guy like that. Process driven. Yeah. Do you you do a lot of process driven stuff over there at Spice Guy, and you're moving a lot of your stuff to online right now too, aren't you, Zach? Yeah, and I would like people, you know, everybody wants to know how business is going all the time. And uh, the Spice Guy is, we're lucky. We were already, we were already in three sectors under one umbrella, really doing co-packing our own e-commerce brand, uh, you know, a few hundred other brands, which is now almost a few thousand other brands, and then our own direct-to-restaurant and manufacturing stuff. We were lucky that we were already sort of split off in that way. So, you know, when one sector dipped really, bad which was that restaurant industry uh through this whole thing those other two really picked up quite a bit um but the the issue is and we had this issue at the beginning of restaurant when we when we just started blowing up with restaurants too we are so systems driven here everything is a system there's a there's a way to do every single thing in this building and there's a way to trace every single ingredient and item from you know, it's inception of coming in our door to it's, wow. you know, been put in a blender, it's been put in a bag for sale or, you know, anywhere that it's gone, we can follow it on its whole lifespan. And I think that in doing this much new co-packing and this much new retail, we didn't have the system set up to handle that kind of volume on our own end. It was a little bit more manual entry than we're used to, um, and so we've had to totally revamp those two businesses, you know, and everybody else is doing it. Every restaurant has had to revamp everything they do and, you know, how they process a ticket that comes in from an Uber Eats or, you know, whatever delivery system or their own or, you know, outside dining. You know, everybody's had to make these pivots in a few ways. And that's been, the you know, the, the biggest catch up part for us is implementing these systems and procedures and yeah i mean we are super driven by this is the way to do it and there's only one way to do it and this is how we this is how we stay fda compliant and 
honestly, like the Spice Guy is one of these companies that the FDA actually uses in like a lot of their, a lot of their guides for dry food, um, like implementation and plants. Tracking just, and all that. Yeah, I can't wait till we can get back to talking about the fun stuff with you, Zach, sourcing and your products and what's new on the market. Uh, just really your talented guy. Isn't that amazing? I was having this, I was also, I'm, I must talk a lot. I'm always having this conversation. Um, in February, my partner and I were in, my business partner and our wives were in uh, Oaxaca visiting the farm that we lease. And everything was gravy. It was amazing. We were there for two weeks. It was awesome. We had a fantastic time. That was what we were marketing. We were marketing that we're international travelers, uh, you know, going internationally to find these products and do X, Y, Z thing. And, you know, we're always getting to the farm and meeting the farmers. And that looked so sexy in February. And then in May, we really felt like people were like, we would rather that you didn't do that. We want, you know, we want to know that everyone is safe and that there's no chance that like any of these ingredients could come from anywhere else in the world because you know america's the cleanest place in the universe and it's not and it just it was funny the difference of marketing the business in february as like we're these time travelers t-h-y-m-e mm-hmm. going to find all this stuff uh, all these ingredients and special products and then, you know, May and June, it was like, well, no, like we, we would really prefer if you didn't go and travel and we, we don't really want to know about that side of it. We just want to eat this. It was like this crazy, like regression of wow. thought process. That's interesting. It's, yeah. Well, and you see that in the food, right, yeah. Zach? The bananas. Yeah. Guess what? No more bananas for you. Uh, you only get avocados when they're in California. Turn, turn that around. Uh, your headset around the other way. I always there, love yeah. it when I have those conversations with people. You know, it was like one of the, like at our dinners, we have you, this awesome guy who yeah. sources spices from all around uh-huh. the world, and we need that because there's a lot of things that we can't totally. grow in Colorado. Yes, obviously, I mean, and just a great business. If you, if you watch the Modern Eater show, uh, you know this gentleman. It's Zach Johnston and. The commercials that you run on the show, they're fantastic, but you have a new one that I saw out there, don't you? Don't you have something that, that's on uh, running on Facebook as well, a new ad? Yeah, that- we're running ads. That's, that's like one of the oldest ones we have. That's from our first warehouse ever, um, but it got a lot of traction. On, it got, I think, over a million views on YouTube. Really? So you mind if we run that like sometime? Yeah, we'll we'll run it. I'll send it to Jay. Okay. It's funny. All the lab- everything in the background is wrong, though. All the labels are wrong. Really? Everything yeah. looks old, but hey, nobody sees that except me. I think decided to run it. Zach Johnson, what's next for you, my friend? What do you got going on? Project? Um, no, we're back in the warehouse to make more spice blends. We're my business partner and I have been reduced to warehouse workers. I know. I know. By day and office minions by night he's <laughs> hardest working man in the business thanks for catching up with us and congratulations again thank uh, you titan Zach. 100 yeah, see you dude good to see you yeah absolutely richie o'brien steps in how how are you hey buddy I'm wow good. what a summer oh my you know 
You said it. You said without the Summer Dinner Series, Summer would have sucked. It would have. It would have been a dud. <laughs> it would have been an absolute dud. I don't know about that. But. Well, it, it certainly helped. Yeah. And I think that, you know, what we were able to do in an area, I mean, let's face it, downtown Denver's a ghost town. Yes. And, you know, unfortunately today we were over with Pizza Republic oh, and George shut his place down, yeah. you know, and we moved some stuff down to um, – uh, tech center before we brought some of the stuff. Brought the working. Yeah, brought the Yoder back. I got my got my work clothes thank on you. today. Thank yeah, you, thank yeah. You. you know the neat thing though is you know we have to have faith. And I what I was really excited about your vision that you were talking about. Yeah. You know we we're it's an assault upon our businesses. Yeah. It's an assault upon what we yes. just want to do. But George, being the guy that he is, yeah. is already looking for another spot up north. Yeah. He's like, well, you know, what do you think about Lafayette? I'm like, well, I've been and lived in Louisville for 10 years, been in Lafayette for two. Yeah. You'll kill it. Yeah. So the, the it's entrepreneur- the evening right now. Right. What you're seeing, you know, those high rent districts, it's going to fill it. And and gosh, I hope it doesn't bottom out. It took us a long time to build up downtown. It really did. Yeah, it, that's a sad thing, though. Right? It is. I mean, it's just think of the 16th Street Mall. How in 1985, you, it was so. It was one of the yes. most unsafe places in town. All the way through almost 2000. I mean, and it finally yeah. started getting it, you know, becoming this place that you'd want to go down to the mall. I know. You know, and I now. Hope it doesn't, you know, I don't want, you know, God, there's so many cool locations downtown. Oh, yeah. And, um, like, you know, I might get the Paramount Theater just to have as a bedroom or something. I don't well, know. Well, I went, I went yeah. by, when we were loading some stuff up, I went by SIP, and it's all, it's all, papered up and i just thought god another one bites it does it just sucks well wait though is sip i think sip though is actually opening oh i think that it's brand new in the bottom but i think that they're dragging their feet just like everyone else because i would be afraid right now to open something downtown because we've seen it right guys we've been there eight weeks we've been doing the summer dinner series and so we got a we got a front row seat at people walking and let's, guess let's, what? There wasn't it. Yeah. There wasn't Let, do you have a little bit of time? I do. Okay. Yeah. We're going to take a quick break and uh, come back. I want to talk about the future and how the Modern Eater, we plan to support restaurants um, at fully as much as we can um, throughout the uh, fall here as we look around the corner. Nor- nor- normalcy. Yeah. I mean, the restaurants is what brings community and society yeah. normalcy. I got thought on that, too, so that sounds cool. great, Greg. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's talk about that. We'll break away real quick. We'll come on back. It's a Wednesday, September 2nd. Where does the time oh go, right? Uh, we'll be walking around in, in our snowshoes. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you know, Sooner I'm up later. in the mountains, and it is fall. Is here, folks. Is it really? Oh, yeah. Okay. I will tell you. You go outside right now. Are the leaves right changing? Now, no. You're not seeing the leaves but changing, but smell you it can, in the yeah, air. you can smell yeah. it. And it's not getting – the nights now are dipping into the 50s. Yes, they are. And it's – Good uh, sleeping know. weather, yes. as Grandma would have yep. said. All right, we'll break away. We'll come right back here from some great local sponsors. Please, when you see these businesses, know that they're Modern Eater approved. And, uh, Jay, what are you what are you talking to yourself over there? Oh, That's man. not a good thing when Jay's yeah. like no, I just, uh, reprimanding himself. Well, yeah, that's <laughs> what I'm doing because as you go into the commercial break, uh, you'd, you'd love to say, hey, you're going to hear from Rome yeah, Sausage and so-and-so and so-and-so, and it's not on the sheet that's that okay. I That's okay. Who are we going to hear from? You know. I mean, I don't know. I Yeah, I do know. You're going to hear from uh, Rome Sausage. You're going to hear from a handsome young gentleman from Elevation Food Service Reps and uh, another handsome young gentleman called the Spice Guy. We should 
should almost have a, a live shut up Freeman. elevation reps right here. <laughs> we should almost do the live right, right now, right here. We'll we do it when we get back. Don't studio. run that elevation one. We'll get a clean one coming from Rich O'Brien. He's here Love at it. Studio Kitchen Colorado dropping off the Yoder from Proud Souls. Man, that was a great addition to Summer Dinner Series and our steel tables, which we really, really uh, welcome them back uh, to our home. Okay, break away. Come right back. Here's a word from our sponsors. Hey, guys. Chris Johnson here, owner of Rome Sausage, your hyper-local source for all things sausage awesomeness. My family is proud to carry on the fine traditions of Rome's founder, Jerry Rome, by producing a variety of amazing sausage in small batches with an eye on quality, not quantity. Every batch is made here in the great state of Colorado by hand-mixing spices, utilizing lean cuts of pork to make an outstanding product. Sourcing ingredients and materials locally, we are committed to supporting local vendors, chefs, restaurants, and the entire Colorado food scene. Getting hungry yet? Brats, Italian, breakfast, hot Polish, green chili, chicken apple, and the world's best chorizo. You can source all of our sausage through a variety of food service distributors. If your distributor doesn't carry it, call us. We'll come direct. You want a custom item? We'll do that too. Samples, and of course, sausage jokes, can be had by contacting me directly at chris at romesausage.com or by phone at 303-296-7663. The modern eater loves Rome sausage, and I know you will too. <laughs> hey, Zach Ryder here, Colorado Mills Sunflower Products out of Lamar, Colorado, your only local source grown from a local crop to produce a local oil for local chefs. You can find it at Shamrock Foods, What Chefs Want, Seattle Fish Company. Uh, let me try it one more time, then we'll see. Hey, restaurants, we're glad you're reopening from Colorado Mills Sunflower Oil. We'll see you soon. <laughs> First, we partner with the best farmers in the world, and then we tell them, we will take it all. Process whole spices daily, blend custom spices to order, keep it fresh, safe, and flavorful, all so that you can get back to doing what you do best. So whether you're a restaurant, a food manufacturer, or an at-home cook, be sure to visit The Spice Guy at www.thespiceguyco.com. Hi guys, it's Rebecca Barry with Hot Schedules Powered by Four. With all of the recent COVID rules and regulations, you may feel like you have way too many cooks in the kitchen. Well, fortunately, Fourth is the leading hospitality provider and partner when it comes to onboarding HR, payroll tax, and compliance needs. So that way you can keep all of those cooks in the kitchen and let us manage all of your administrative needs. That way you can focus back on your business and your growth plans. Give me a call for an analysis on how we can put that ROI back into your business and take those administrative burdens off your hands because nobody likes handling taxes. That's Rebecca.Berry at Fourth.com, Rebecca.Berry at Fourth.com. And hey, you know what's cool, guys? keeping your mask on so that way we can keep our doors open. Hey, Modern Eater fans, I'm Don Trobo with The Annex by Art at Mills, and I just wanted to give you a heads up about some of the great things we've got going on locally in the state. We're headquartered right here, and we're working with farmers in the San Luis Valley to bring you amazing Colorado quinoa. It's just like the South American stuff, but grown locally. We've got transitional wheat flour that's grown by farmers in Colorado and surrounding states who are in the process of, of turning their fields into organic. So we're taking that transitional wheat and turning it into flour, and now it's available for you to cook and bake with. And last but not least, we're now cleaning grain berries in Denver. So things like spelt or wheat berries uh, or pearl barley, those are things that we're now doing right here locally and are available to you. Can't wait to share it with you.
Hey guys, it's Brian Rizzuto with Encore Energy, the guy who saves your businesses money on natural gas. I know these are crazy, crazy times right now. So while your business is working on increasing your sales, let me work on saving you guys money on your natural gas. I make it as easy as possible. Just provide 12 months worth of natural gas bills to me. I'll do the rest. I know you're really busy, so let me get to work for you. You can reach me at 720-245-5771. I look forward to hearing from you guys, and let me try to save you some money in these crazy times. Bye. Hi, Charlie from Brews Beers here, and I'd like to tell you about our brand new Abbey 4-Pack, featuring the four main products of Abbey and Trappist Breweries in Belgium. So there's the single, the double, the triple, and the quadruple. And let's talk about singles today. Singles or ankles are traditionally monks beers served at mealtimes and during the day. They're low in alcohol, three to five and a half percent. And they're often second runnings from uh, stronger beers like triples or quadruples. This one is 3.8% ABV and it's made from the second runnings from our triple. So what they're known for is lightness and drinkability, their biscuity flavor with distinct hoppiness, and they're very refreshing, great summer beers, available at either brews location, 67th and Pecos, or at Colfax in York, and at fine liquor stores throughout the metro area. Pick up your Abbey Four Pack today and take home some Belgian-style badassery. All right, welcome back to a Wednesday, and we thank you on this uh, September 2nd. Wow. Uh, to me, that's the summer's over. Uh, back to the show and Rich O'Brien in just a minute from Elevation Food Service Reps. But I got to tell you about another great local business, and it's Jeff Rourke and A-Plus Beverage Solutions. Jeff Rourke and A-Plus Beverage Solutions, if anything, just use the guy because he's got uh, his family's growing. Yeah. <laughs> his wife, they're expecting <laughs> another little baby girl. That's four. I would say use him because he's one of no. the best. No, he needs the money. <laughs> How about he's the best? Andy needs Andy the needs money. Andy needs the okay. And you can support local. And he is the best. Uh, if you need a new uh, install, fine. Jeff Rourke, he'll make your dreams come true. You need maintenance? Why not? Everybody needs maintenance. Uh, use Jeff Rourke in A-plus beverage solutions. It's tacky to pour that foam into pitchers, and then mm. it, temperature changes. You know those places that I'm talking about, Jeff. Oh, you might my have worked God. in a couple uh, of Listen, them. if you see somebody pouring more yeah. foam down the drain than it's going into your yeah. glass, that's a Jeff Rourke and, telephone call. And guess where you should be making your profits right now? It's off the booze. Right? Uh, Come uh, on. Yeah, actually, it should always be. but Don't <laughs> spill it. Don't put it down the drain because if you're pouring inefficient beer, what are you doing, boys? You're, you're pouring, pouring your, your money, money down, down the, the drain. drain. Please do not pour your money down the drain. It's just a quick phone call away. Phone number is 720-272-3809. Was that too quick for you, Brian? No, I think I can get my pen out okay. and I can write it down. 720-272. He needs diapers for babies. <laughs> Baby needs a new pair of shoes. Yeah. 720-272-3809, Jeff Rourke, A-plus beverage solution. We're basking in it here in Studio Kitchen, Colorado. Usually, you know, uh, it's great to catch up with you, and thanks for stopping by. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, your commercial did not run because we wanted to do a live one with great. you here yeah. right now. You got it? Yeah. You're, yeah. Um, <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. You're talking about Jeff over at A-plus, yes. and, you know, because we represent glass tender bar equipment. We uh -huh. also have uh, Wonder Bar. The foam is caused by a warm line, yeah. right? And, yeah. the, and the tap gets warm. So uh, I shot him a call the other day, and he's going to come out to our place because we got to mount some towers and things for our facility. Uh -huh. And what's really cool is that's the family of the modern eater. Yeah. That's, that's the that's grassroots. That's how you do this. Yeah, that's yeah. what it is. This yeah, it's build the network. Right. Yeah, I love yeah. it. Yeah. Well, it's a 
community. Rich gets it. It is. Yeah. And yeah. he's crazy enough to go along with some of our ideas. Oh, <laughs> like when we were downtown. And just basically, like Jeff Rourke, making dreams come true. Uh, and, yeah. and truly, it, a lot of times, it's just basically like, did you know? Did you know that this is available? Did you know this could make you more efficient? Did you know this could save you money? Right. So give me some did you knows right well, now. Uh, hold, on, hold on a second. Because I, well, because I want to you know, cut this out, so I've got to get the right stuff before he starts into it. What if it's no good? Well, then if we don't use it, but I gotta have I gotta have the format and the screen, oh, okay. you know, good to go <laughs> oh, with his perfect. logo and stuff like, like that, that before right. he starts talking. It's gonna be good because like with this. my luck, you know, he says the good stuff while I have you still in there going, hey, you know, like that. Did I, I do that. I don't, I don't, want, I don't, I don't want, know that I've ever seen you do I that. I haven't done that. That, that was might... kind of a Barney thing. You do hug like Barney though, but then, you know, it's I love you guys. It, it's sort of like Wayne's World. It's Jay's World. It's hey, it's just you know, just understand. So this camera right here, right, that's gonna be you. So you just look into that and then do you know six. 60 seconds of uh, Rich O'Brien, Elevation Food Service rep, chefs. This is where you got to do it. And don't mess it up because well, I don't want to edit. now, come on. That's the, come on. Too much Good grief, yeah. you know. Is that I, too much? No, yeah. no. But you know what? What I will, what I will say, though, what, what, what we try to do, and, and, I, and I'm going to have a hard time looking at that, okay? So yeah. everybody's just going to have to visualize. But I think that one of the things that we like to do is people will come to us. We think about the, the, the modern – uh, the Modern Eater Dinner mm-hmm. Series. And we went down and we looked at it and talked to the chefs and you basically said, can we do this? Mm-hmm. And I said, sure. And the question was how? And a lot of times we don't know. We don't, we don't know that answer. And I know this is going to seem a little bit odd to make this analogy, but you think back to when the Wright brothers and people were trying to figure out how to fly, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Now, now everybody would say, you can't fly. Nobody could. Well, of course we knew that things could fly. We watch birds fly. Sure. We watch, so, yeah. so flying could happen. Right. But we just didn't know how to get there That's yet, right? right? And, and so there's a lot of times where people will come to us. Justin Brunson, a great example. I was over at uh, River Bear yesterday, mm-hmm. and I said to him, just give me your dream. Yeah. You know, tell my organization what yeah. it is you want your dream to be and sure. how you want to get there, and then we'll figure out how to get you there, okay? Because there really isn't anything that can't be done realistically. Mm-hmm. If, you know, if somebody comes in and says, I want a flux capacitor, I want to go to the moon, you know, it's like, well, okay, you have to talk to Wait, Space Wait, you'd be going back in that. time. Yeah, you might yeah, not have that moon. Yeah, but, but, but honestly. But let me show you this cam, bro. Yeah, well, and, 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 and the great part about that, you know, you talk about Canberra, yeah. we talk about all the Middleby brands, mm-hmm. whether it's, you know, Pitco, Blodgett, you know, Turbo Chef, you know, these are best in class brands. Glass Tender, we were just talking about earlier, Wonder Bar, Steelite, Dexter, I mean, American Metalcraft, you just go on down the line. We have best in class brands. Mm-hmm. And because of that, we're able to really answer anybody's need. Mm-hmm. And that's why I always tell everybody, tell me what your dream is. And this has been a kind of an interesting time for all of mm-hmm. us. Um, I think that the restaurant business is, is obviously struggling. The nice thing is we're in food service, mm-hmm. right? So there are other places to go, whether it's hospitals or military bases or schools. Mm-hmm. And there's really good chefs there. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had somebody tell me uh, they didn't really like hospitals. And I said, yeah, but you got to remember, it's just a kitchen. Mm-hmm. Right? It's not a hospital; it's a kitchen. So, agreed. Yeah, you know, we got that great facility over in Park Hill that yes. we really we want people to come over, try yeah. things out. Yep. Yeah, yeah, and it's just been it's been wonderful. And I just what you guys are doing here is bringing a lot of uh, fun and joy, right? And gratitude. Mm-hmm. And I think the one thing that I always appreciate about you guys is you always express gratitude for the things that Absolutely. we we do well. And remember. When you have gratitude, that manifests itself into joy. Mm. And you don't feel guilty understanding that it's unrealistic to think there's not suffering in the world. And the things that we can do, 
by helping out our local restaurateurs yeah. is, is giving them the gratitude. I mean, Troy, I mean, think it last, last night. Last I mean, night. Oh you want to walk down memory lane with us real quick? Yeah. Check it out. We've got some great photos from last night. We'll put this on the broadcast as well. So just so you guys know, um, for us, Summer Dinner Series is over, okay? This is the end of it. No more SummerDinnerSeries.com. We're about to tell you where you can turn your attention to here in just a couple of minutes. But in the meantime, we want you to see. I look, first of all, look at this. The lamb was oh. incredible, wasn't it? Yeah. And, uh, Brian, describe what they did to that lamb. Well, they took uh, 12 racks of lamb chops, and they actually stripped the meat off of the lamb chops, created something like a lamb chop loin, wrapped it up, and then cooked it with spices and herbs inside, sliced that into like these little rolls, and then shoved the bone back in it. It's so perfect. They bleached oh. that bone. Isn't that cool? It it's was, well, perfect. you know, the, and that was, for me, last night, the two hot dishes was the lamb and the pork belly, hands down. Slow, those. slow down on that one, Jay. And this is, as we look, have this look of Troy leading his team outdoors. This is outdoor plating right now. That's yep. not easy. The temperature worked out yeah. well for us last night. But to, it, it strikes me as you look at a chef's jacket, and that's what they want to display in their uniform and proudly supporting Colorado. I don't know how many, that if you noticed this, but a couple of the purveyors, like when he had Kermit Krantz on, when we had Kermit Krantz on from Frontier Trout Ranch, he said to Kermit, and I don't even know if Kermit heard it, I will be using your fish at Garden Grace and uh, a couple of other locations yep. that he had. I that's don't know huge. what that is. But that's a big deal to do business locally. And Troy Gard just uh, personifying that last night. That's uh, Brews Beers, uh, delicious beers from Brews. I mean, look at those Ryan colors. Evans. I mean, look at that. The, the colors are just outstanding. The dish is just spectacular. I mean, it, it, was, it was incredible. And he was, he was so gracious. You know, he really was. And like you said. I know that guy. Oh, my gosh. Look at these two. That's like mini-me. The two bald guys. (laughs) (laughs) He's like a little toy compared to you. Look at those two bald guys. Zach Zach Kreider, another great all-time Colorado Mills brand. Well, you know what was cool last night is is, um, they actually stayed outside one of the few groups of chefs that did not really use the inside Mm -hmm. kitchen at all. Zero. They did almost the entire dinner out on the deck, and I thought that was – I'm proud of catching a live fist bump in a photo. That is cool. Well, you know, and honestly, the the prep that went into it was great as well because, um, you know, Troy had Corey, his guy, get a hold of Shelby, our corporate chef, and the two of them really talked things through to make sure that we had the right products, the right ingredients for a successful successful event. So that was was great. Happy people eating right there. Now, I kind of get jealous a little bit. Brian, you and I and Jay, we're – running around just we get a bite here and there well we do but and get any we don't really get to take it in yeah and so watch it looking at these pictures of people sitting down must have been kind of a fun peaceful evening it's, it's special yeah yeah oh it'd be awesome i mean me personally you know i don't care because i'm a freak you know <laughs> um but uh, absolutely you know that the, there's people hey at any event you go to keep this in your brain man there's people working it and they're, you know, and they're on the job, and they're stressed, and they're everything else. And then there's people Standing just enjoying the, enjoying the hell out of it like these folks, you know. And that's what it's for. I mean, that's what it's for, 
you know, we're supposed to be a little stressed and running around and, do, and doing that thing, you know. It's, yeah, I think it's, you can take out the stress. It, it. It's, well, but, I mean, listen, like the, the stress that, that we're afforded is, uh, and I'll cue up some more pictures here, so I'll put this back oh. on you guys. But um, the, sh- the stress that we go through, it's like, you know, that's, uh, you know, the, the, you're earning your stripes that way. The standing O, and that was something at the end of the dinner. They didn't sit down either no you know everybody was very engaged with that so it was bittersweet to see you know george's staff at pizza republica as they're gonna move on and either to to different jobs at different restaurants or what he can do he for, said he was actually able the to absorb location. them yeah he, them. he said That's, he yeah he thought he could absorb That's all fantastic. of his staff there More at his new location last they week. were they were down there today he had uh, there were two people at downtown but he had everybody else was at uh, tech center so mm-hmm. he's a good businessman and in, in yeah. addition to being a great food guy yeah. he, he gets it did you meet some good friends this summer absolutely summer dinner series? you bet yeah yeah good. you bet i was gonna ask you greg so when you guys and and brian and jay when you guys are 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 feeling the stress that you're feeling when you look out into the audience and you see the smiles on everybody's face, does that give you that energy in that? Is that a good, I mean, it's, it's, only, it's better only, than the alternative. Well, I but I guess my much. question is, but, do you notice? Sure, do you sure. notice? Uh, y- y- yes. And what I try and do moreover is uh, I like to see the smiles on the service industry folks, the chefs, the servers, if they're happy and they're feeling it, uh, then, and they're, they're, they're able to um, connect again that that's what really makes it worthwhile for I've me. I've always said positivity breeds positivity. Yeah. And so when you're walking around to your to your point Rich is is if you're walking around and you're in an environment where people are happy and they're supportive and you're going to feel that. And so I think that the biggest thing that we could or should as every business oh. owner and we just had Zach Cry or Zach not Kreider but um, Johnston. Johnston it's about creating you as the leader creates the culture inside any organization and so when you're giving your props to your team that's one thing about continually building that culture and it's a place of where like and that's what i was busting jay a little bit is is if we look at it as stress it's going to be stress if we look at it as this hey this is just an opportunity to to deal with a new challenge and have this different mindset in everything that we do every day, life is a whole lot different, not only for ourselves, but for people that are around That's us. That's the short answer. Yeah. yeah. I mean, question. here's the, pr- well, the problem with that is that I live in the real world. Right. The problem. And, and, the and problem. Is that I live in the real world. Look at that. And, you know, these kind of things, you know, they, stre- they stress me out, man. I mean, I could lie and say, oh, everything, great, man. You know, we're all having at, a good time. I mean, you know, that's not the reality. Look so, at me and uh, Rich you know. sliding on into yeah. second. <laughs> I love it. Oh, I do too. I do too. And, you know, the other thing, though, too, you guys are, you guys are talking about stress. You know, it really is just an emotion. Thank you. Right. Yep. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it is, but yeah. but okay. But wait, no, no, no. That's well, not no. right, man. I want stress to be. Re- I, I want stress to be yeah. real, and let's make it happen. Well, no, and man. But here's the thing. Here's the thing, and it's well, like, and and maybe I'm a reel it in, guys. An okay, we're looking to how we can support people in the future here, especially as we move into fall. We've been chanting summerdinnerseries.com, summerdinnerseries.com. Put that on hold for a little while. Now you need to say. FallDinnerSeries.com. 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 That's coming. Okay, we're building the structure for it right now, but what we can tell you is it will be a magical week. 
And uh, give them the dates, Brian. Uh, we're going out on September 28th. Is going to be the first dinner. Dinner is um, Monday, September Mom- 20th. Monday, September 28th. And it ends Friday. It ends Friday, October 2nd. Okay, so get mark your calendar. Friday night, that As is. we start to um, accumulate the chefs for this great series. So far, um, kind of the centerpiece of the uh, fall dinner series will be Chef Alex Seidel from Mercantile and Fruition. That's going to be great. That's a great addition to um, – I'm looking forward for Alex Seidel to catch the fever, the modern eater fever at one of these dinners to see how – I call it the modern eater style. You well, know? he's paying attention to what we're doing. He likes it. Well, that's probably it. the only yeah. reason why he's doing it is he's, he's looking. Well, but you've got to so, give props to, like, Rebecca Weissman, to I'm, Kyle Mendes. haven't gotten there yet. Oh. Okay, you want to announce him? Give it. No, give no, it, no. Babe. I'm not, go, go, I'm babe. just saying Kyle's go, awesome, but some of these unheard folks make some sure. great food. So, you know, one of a good friend of mine for – boy, I've known this guy 12, 15 years. He's one of the first chefs at the kitchen, and he helped the kitchen really develop – their whole platform of food Mendenhall. and local, Kyle Mendenhall. Yeah, that's good. Um, and then he left the kitchen group, went over to start his own thing um, at Arcana mm-hmm. up in Boulder. And he left Arcana and went to the Big Red F as the purchasing director or something of he, that nature. He he's, 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 uh, he's purchasing director, and uh, he's a great guy. Yeah. Kyle's great Wonderful guy. Wonderful guy. His Absolutely. laugh kills me. Yeah. We had him on the phone yesterday, and we we're He's just a Canberra talking. fan, by the way. Is he really? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Ultimate right. Sheep Pan Racks. He's shelving. He's... So I got to tell you something, mm-hmm. though. You were talking about Modern Eater style. So when we had the, the last uh, 630 show, um, yeah. my daughter said to me, she goes, Dad, y'all just seem like you're vibing. Mm. So maybe it's the Modern Eater vibe. Man. I like that. <laughs> I like well, let me tell you about why yeah. with our vibe is. The vibe is terrible, too. <laughs> oh, my God. He I'm just kidding. That, that one's a joke. Right? He says, with, a, guess, he says with a grin. <laughs> yeah. Continue on, Brian. So, uh, but then Rebecca Weissman, like yeah. I said, from Chopped, she's, I mean, on fire. Yeah. Um, your guy, Scott. Bring one my of the, headset down just a, a little bit there. Your Brian guy, Scott. Scott, one of those guys who um, is really an unsung hero. You don't know about what he's done in Breckenridge and in South Denver. Oh, his food is incredible. So if you've ever been to any of the Angelos, um, Scott rolls out a menu that is fantastic. And so Scott Hibernath, I'm looking forward to Chef making his appearance uh, in the fall dinner series as well. Chef Rebecca Weissman, Alex Seidel. Kyle Mendenhall, Mendenhall. And, then and then our one last more. one, and he's he's right there. He right just there. needs to uh, fix up I don't up think some we should announce stuff. it right now okay. because there could be a, a couple other people that we're looking at too. But that last spot is going to be killer. So we yeah. have work to do, yeah. right? Got to get over to uh, Carboy uh, Logan Street, which that's where it will be, the former Governor's Park. They have another spacious, well-appointed patio out back. Just beautiful patio. Uh, Jay and I actually had a date. We went there together we were that was our date how did you like that dinner jay yeah man it was delicious and they have a a, a really cool patio out there so i'll be anxious to see you know and five chop, days in a row up monday ideas. through friday so modern eater style what do we have to do we got to go get ingredients yep a week prior to that we're gonna do a road trip <laughs> rich we're going back out on the road so uh that's our september Brian and I, here's our programming for next week. Brian and I will be doing uh, remote broadcast shows next week. We think it's important. We want to show the dichotomy. Colorado, we know we're doing it well here. How's Florida doing it? What's the restaurant scene there? Florida is one of those touchy places to where 
uh, all eyes are on it. So we're going to go into Florida with our Colorado mindset, know before you go, but we're going to go see what the culinary is like there, and we're going to be in Florida all week long next week. I could tell you into some of my bros down there that do the same things I do to really probably hook you up with some you folks too. Probably so. yeah, should. We'd love that. it if you did. I really I'll wanted to go with yeah. you guys. I really did. I just ah, I couldn't Wouldn't that pull be it. something Gosh. else? We will though. We will. We'll yeah. get it done. And yeah. I think we'll be um, traveling a little bit more. I think it's important to keep everybody connected, not just Colorado culinary, but um, – there's well, there's farms down there. I mean, we, you know, listen, Florida supplies you, a lot of the produce. Give us an idea I'm, where I'm we're going to go. It up right now. So <laughs> next week we'll be in Florida. We'll come back for a week. It'll be kind of a um, uh, a setup thing for our road trip. We'll end our road trip in. Maybe you can meet us in Pueblo for the Chili Festival. I, I want to meet you in Pueblo, but I, you guys are planning on going through Lamar as well, aren't you? We yep. are. Okay, so that's probably. Why don't I? Why don't I plan on meeting you guys there and then going with you through Pueblo? That would well, actually, Lamar is closer to Denver than uh, Pueblo. <laughs> Well, but is Lamar before you come back? Lamar, go? we'd hit Lamar after we hit Pueblo. Okay, so I'll come to Pueblo and then I'll go with you guys. You've got Lamar. it. You're signed yeah. in Friday night in Pueblo. Well, wait Done. a minute. First of all, I I think you're wrong <laughs> about the Pueblo Lamar because Lamar is pretty far to the, it is. East. To the east. Lamar is yeah, east, east, but it's way north. Of I think Pueblo. it's south. You know, Pueblo, you know, Pueblo. it's I, you know, it's, I promise you. You know, it's thirty <laughs> miles from Buffalo Springs, <laughs> Oklahoma. Here comes Google. <laughs> Lamar is thirty yeah. miles from Buffalo. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. But Zach's great. And, you know, one of the things, you know, we talk about the schools and, you know, our kids in Boulder Valley are not in school right now. They're doing remote learning. They have Mondays off. So um, we're talking with Little Rich as well. So one Monday we're going to go down to Lamar and we're going to see how they press the oil and how they farm the, the sunflowers and give the kids real exposure Looks like to it's that. right on the same damn road right there. There it oh is. Boy. There we it is. We have to go to Lamar first and then into Pueblo yeah. and then back home. You lost your mind, Well, Brian. look at where Ordway is, my friend. I, and I promise Because we're you. going to Ordway before that. So okay, look that's at, fine. Look Ordway's at right in here. Right here. Right there, Ben. So, and, and here's the deal. We need to reach Love out it. to Robbie Hahn today because Robbie's got us a cool place in Lamar to stay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which is awesome. I talked to him last night about that. Nice. So, uh, road trips coming. Uh, fall road trip. We're going to go get a bunch of great ingredients for you folks. What's really cool is that um, we didn't run anybody away. <laughs> right. That's what I look about. You know, there there weren't people that were like, you know what, and all the build up to this, it kind of sucked because it doesn't. And when you're there, we're zooming in farmers and ranchers. On there's there's the 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 rancher that produced the lamb right in front of you guys as you're eating it, and the chefs talking to them, mind blown. Everybody should copy this format. I agree. Everybody out there, if you see what we do at the Modern Eater, you should copy us because nobody else is doing it. We're doing it. Yeah. Well, we're going to do it in more places. We are. I mean, part of all we why we're going to Fort Myers is because we're, we want to not only see what they're doing, but we want to test the waters to see how good that we can go out on a remote location several states away right. and find out, you know, listen, because I've been, you know, I've been laying down some groundwork to find Tell me some stuff. different. Okay. Where? Yeah. You want to yeah. jump on this? Uh-huh. Here we go. Um, so my Florida trip right here, <laughs> I've see. got, I just know everything, you know, <laughs> Doc, where it's like Doc this. Ford's diner, lady, lo- lobster, lady, dessert bar, love boat, ice cream, taco <laughs> Vasquez. Ice cream. I know. Don't you like that? One yeah. of famous I don't want the there. vanilla cream at the, the <laughs> love boat ice cream. famous ice cream though. And yeah, you've been there. This is like, I've got the hot spots. Jean, Jinza's Japanese restaurant, Fort Myers brewing, um, there's a, there is a food truck cart or a food truck, um, park there called celebration park. It's a little South. It's in Naples 
I want to run down one day and check that out because there's other some stuff down in Bonita too called a table apart. Um, but then you get back to Fort Myers, we're talking Dixie Fish Company. Um, then a couple farms. There's a Southern Fresh Farm. So basically, Buckingham we're, Farm. We're, we're gonna eat, Are we going to all these lot? places? Because there's a lot of places. No. Dude, we're there for five we days. We'll see. So, Rich, just uh, let me put my camera on because. Yeah. This, you okay, know. Jay. So reel uh, it in, uh, uh, Rich. This this is the funny part about that whole thing is is there there is going to be a future argument on the road at some point in time where it's like this part of the show will be referenced. You know, where it's like Greg will be like. You, what about all those places that you should on the show and you know this and that and then Freeman's going to go well you know when when I reached out to Ginseng they said no you know what I mean and so it'll just it's just funny because well, I see all that you know down the road well let me know I got I got a buddy who's got a brewery down there do you really yeah, absolutely okay. yeah, yeah and you're not going to go huh God I just I tried you know mm-hmm. just too short a notice I got so much going on right now yeah. the business a and lot. Uh, you know I'll tell you what though what I did look at was possibly just trying to do a two day stint. Maybe just get down there one night, stay a couple days. And get I'm, I'm still, <laughs> hey, you guys know me. Airline fly, tickets right yeah. now, so we're going to yeah. pack Can up you our. put that back on elevation? I fly by the seat of my oh, pants. Oh, sure. You, guys, you don't want to look at my well, just, you Google know, Drive there? Uh, well, and, and uh, you know, I like that TV over there, so I'm, you know, I'm playing with it. Honestly, but, I don't know where it is. Okay. I don't, I don't know no, where no, it is. No no sweat. That's all right. It's, it's, gonna be, it's soon going to be our old logo. <laughs> I really don't know where it is. Uh, website staying the same. <laughs> yeah, the website, Elevation you FS. You got it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like we need to get to work. Okay. All of us. Yeah. We've got a lot to do, and my phone's ringing. Mm-hmm. Today was a cool day because we get to catch up and kind of just bask. I, I mean, telling you, take a deep breath. Sometimes you have to do it. Yeah, take a deep breath and take it in. But what a summer it's been. And the Modern Eater, we just want to continue to be that relevant source for you. So as today we started the show with a uh, great nine news piece and just talking about how to support restaurants as we look around the corner and, and, and really navigate through a time to where any mandate that comes down from bureaucrats and, and, um, and politicians, it just comes down and, and it, there's no lead up time to it. Uh, restaurant operators are screaming right now for a little runway and a little clarity on how they're going to navigate um, through the fourth quarter and into next year. So it's a hurry up and wait. It's a hang on, and there's going to be a lot to talk about tomorrow. We've got a great show lined up for you as well. You know what a slopper is? I don't know. Well, <laughs> in the food world, no. <laughs> that's the in best. Jay's world, yes. That's the best. Oh, wow, man. you have a reputation, my boy. That makes me happy. <laughs> Jay. Do you know what a slopper is? I do. What's a slopper? A slopper is now. There's a couple of different versions no, of it. Not. Yes, there is. So it's a did, burger with green chili on it. Well, I, well, I mean that's not all it is, but but that's it, the it's basically it it's bowl, yeah, bun, yeah, burger with yeah. or without cheese, depending on your preference. Okay, green chili, yep, French fries, yep, raw onions, yeah. Well, Jay's gonna get a slopper live on the air tomorrow. Love it. Love it. Oh, you are we getting one here or are we going down there? No. Oh. Are we going I, down there? God, I hope not. I well, hope I mean, not I'm too. not to say that I hope not, so, but I didn't know. So when we say down there where, tell us what's going to be going on on the show tomorrow, Jay. On the show tomorrow, we're going to be talking with um, Danielle from the Pueblo Chamber of Commerce. Yes, sir. Uh, Pueblo is a city. 
uh, south, and they're having a uh, fair, mm-hmm. right? But the fair, if you can imagine, isn't the same because COVID. So they're going to do a lot of virtual stuff, eating uh, a eating contest, uh, Rich O'Brien, and specifically, it's it's going to be a slopper uh, eating contest. And uh, Joey Chestnut, who's the you know like world guy the for Nathan's hot dogs and, yeah. and everything else, he's going to be part of it. So we're dancing around with getting him on the show, but it's a little bit slippier than that. But yeah, the how, but the re- ask a would, yeah, well, how ahead. do you get so famous from eating that you just you you're like I don't know about that appearance or well I mean I me, don't know I let I, me pre- I mean the Unabomber got famous you know I mean well, he's I, probably doing <laughs> interview though I mean <laughs> I'm not saying that the, the, you know, you know I, I don't know there's just, he's got a lot on his plate. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think you good. should. You might enlighten Jay with yeah. the little fair that goes on down in Pueblo is actually the state fair, which yeah. is actually a big deal. They're doing um, an interesting. Well, I didn't say it wasn't a big deal. I mean, I just said it's it's the Pueblo fair. Yeah. You're gonna, if you want to call it the state fair, we're going to do a lot to um, <laughs> the state fair. Pueblo chilies. It, it's a big thing, and it's so a real good. thing. And uh, we're going to really... Well, it's the same time as the State Fair. It's yeah. the Pueblo Chili Festival. And they're um, trying yeah. to do what they can, innovative things. Well, you know, we have a chili that was de- developed right here in Colorado by a guy named Mar- Mike Bartolomo, Bartolomew. Um, he developed... He's a water guy down in Pueblo. Everybody that watches <laughs> The Modern Eater, you, you always know, fact check Brian. Fact check it right now. <laughs> <laughs> fact check Brian. Put it on, I mean, put mainly, it on your thing. Mike mainly Bartolomew. on the names. Like Mike Rutherford, so it's probably like, you know, Chris Maxwell or something like that. No, the, the name is... The, I'm not, John I'm not saying it right, but it's Bartolomew. Bartolomew. Bartholomew. I, it's Bartolomew. It, it, it ends in an O. His last name ends in an O. He's in my contact list here, I'll tell you. <laughs> so they're having a slopper eating contest. Yes. We're going to have the returning champion of the slopper eating contest uh, on the show. His name is Darren Breeden. How many did he eat? That God, if, if I had an answer That's for like that, I would have been more prepared. That's the most basic question. I know, I know. Well, I technically haven't talked to him yet. Apparently he's green Do they have to eat bread with it? Bread in any eating contest. Yeah, there is, because they always slop it in the water. Yeah, I mean, hot yeah. dogs, you have to eat the buns, so I'd imagine they eat the bread. Now, I was talking to Danielle on the phone this afternoon, and she did tell me, you know, that a traditional slopper, and so we're going to be zooming to, um, it's called Gray's Coors Tavern, okay. which is like the iconic slopper place in, Ple- in Pueblo. So yeah. if you're in Pueblo and you're actually seeking out a slopper, you go to Coors Tavern. There's other places that do it and that offer it, but if you're that's your thing, you go there. So we're going to be going there to see a traditional slopper however for the eating contest the slopper is a little bit different you know what i mean like they leave out the top yeah. bun and they don't put as much the you know so that you can actually roadhouse these things as you know gotcha. as you go through them but we're going to see them make one uh-huh. a traditional slopper yeah um and darren should be there and and you know we'll and then Friday, we'll do a Freaky Friday. I don't know. Faith might be hosting the show on Friday. I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, maybe Rich. Hey, I don't know. I'm going to be with you guys. On Friday? In uh, Pueblo? Uh, we're not going. Uh, this Friday? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were talking about at, at the no. State Fair. I, I got lost there for a minute. <laughs> I sorry. I'm talking about this Friday, it's and then the Saturday Fair. we head out. It was the Rob Roy's last night. Yes. Thank you. They Golden so Moon good. Distillery. Oh, they were so good. Uh, we will uh, head out to Florida on Saturday. Yep, be, be it's going to be a blast. Bartolo is his name, and the name Bart- of the chili is called, um, and I knew this because I talked about it, the Moscow Pueblo yeah, Chili. absolutely. Mike Bartolo. Everybody knows that. You know. yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. <laughs> I was going to say. Yeah, Mike, what, nobody Mike, doubted you. Mike, Michael Bartolo. Oh, cool. Well, yeah. Brian and Freeman going fact. forward, Freeman fact checks himself, so you're off the, your homework's off the hook. So, 
I just like Rich sticking O'Brien, it right in. Rich O'Brien, thank you. Yeah, hey, you guys should be proud of yourselves. You really should. You for what you guys Keep did going. with 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 modern dinner. Thank you, modern man. eater dinner series. I love it. It was great. You guys really, you really should be for everything you thank do. You, man. You're welcome. And thank you for uh, making our dreams come true. Appreciate being a part of this. I, I mean, really literally do. making our dreams come true. Hey, are you coming? Are you going to do the same for us? Uh, for the fall, fall dinner course. series, we're going to check Absolutely. it out. When's our meeting to go down there? Have we set it up yet? Um, I'll hit we, you on the way back. Yeah, let's do. Let's okay. do. But yeah, no, uh, not a problem at all. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, because I'll tell you, the guys from uh, Troy Guard's team, yeah. said we've done a lot of remotes. This was the smoothest with the best equipment setup that we've ever had. Thank they you did. For, so thank you kudos to you. I was talking yeah. to uh, Adam at the Adam and um, Corey and Cassie. At the end of the yes, night, yes. And, well, we're talking uh, about bartering. Yeah. We're talking about bartering a couple of pieces. Uh, they Troy is die, he wants that Cambro Pro Card Ultra. He's like, I gotta have it. I was really? like, okay, well, we'll trade. I can trade you. I own it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, thanks for saying that, Brian. Really appreciate yeah. it. And we will we will make fall dinner series uh, just as as wonderful and just a great win. We That's will. Fantastic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Love to hear it. All right, we have a lot to work of work to do. Falldinnerseries.com. Don't go there yet. We're building it right now. Faith's hard at work right now. Uh, so, for Faith Johnson and for uh, Jay Parker and Brian Freeman and Rich O'Brien, I'm Greg Hollenbach. We'll kick the rock down the road, and we'll see you back here tomorrow. Same time, same place, 2 p.m. The Modern Eater will continue.